0: Just before you grab your copy of God's Word, would you just help me thank God for all that has happened so far in our worship experience, our praise team, our our band, our media ministry, our greeters, and everybody who is here. For it's good to be here, for this is the day the Lord has made, and we ought to rejoice and be... Are you glad today? Well, you should be, because God is blessing us in a mighty way as we continue in our series from this special letter, James. James, that half-brother of Jesus Christ. Um, We're going to be in the first chapter of James as we're working through um, this verse by verse, and we'll begin our reading today um, at the 19th verse. So that's James chapter 1, verse 19. If you have a paper Bible that's located further in the New Testament, and it's okay to use the table of contents if you need it, okay? All right, there in James, I want you to see the word of God. If you happen, happen to not have your copies, okay, we're gonna put it on the screen as well. James chapter one, beginning at verse 19. Word of God says, "'Know this, my beloved brothers, "'let every person be quick to hear, "'slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. Be doers of the word. Not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Well, I guess from the indication of your response to the Word of God, it's going to be a rough ride, but we're going to get there. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how the Word of God challenges us just off the reading of it. And there's such a, so much rich, rich blessings that we get as we align our lives with the Word of God. In fact, that's what we want to talk, talk about, living by the Word. Living the Word, making it be alive in our lives. Because... We know God more personally when we practice God's word daily. We know God more personally, more intimately, when we practice His word each and every day. Why don't you bow your heads with me? I need to pray for us. For Father, you are truly good, and we celebrate you in this place. We thank you that you love us enough to, to save us from our sins when we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior. We are so grateful that we're able to be in your presence. Now, Holy Spirit, we ask that you would begin to uh, cultivate our minds and our hearts to be receptive soil for the seed of your word, that it may produce fruit for your glory, that we might learn how to trust you more and love each other better. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. This is a text that says to the believers, those who have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, that there are certain things that you are supposed to know. That's how he starts it, Lucas, right there in 19th verse. He says, "Know this. Be certain of this, my beloved brothers. Let every person. This is without exception. This is all of us. Let." Every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Now, I am not a betting man. If I were, then I'd have hit the jackpot and the power bowl and all that good stuff. But i no, not, 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 okay, anyway. And so, um, but I think all of us, if we're honest about it, may have in this particular area of our lives some room to grow. Okay, I got two amens. I'm getting there. Um, Anybody ever got angry before? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Got three people going to tell the truth in the the house of the Lord. I'm grateful. Uh, Because I'm there in the camp, right? Um, But... We we notice that God's word is challenging us because oftentimes we are responding when we're responding emotionally in this context, we are responding out of a, a selfishness a or self absorbedness than we are in obedience to scripture. All right, it's gonna it's gonna get it's gonna be all right. Cause he says this this part you should know. I'll give you an example. Um if, if you were a business owner, you're a business owner, and, and your business was doing well, right, your, your business is thriving, and so you leave someone as a manager to manage your business while you travel and expand the business globally. You got it? You're a business owner. You're expanding globally and you, you've went overseas and now you're establishing businesses there. And periodically you would send an email, a, a text message, a, a digital letter to the manager, letting them know what you expected. Are you with me so far? All right? And then one day you come back to check on your organization, your business, uh, and you realize that that everything's in a shamble, and the numbers are all off, and, and really the clientele's going down. You, you're going to approach that manager, wouldn't you? I mean, you would. You tell the manager, well, did you get my email? Did you get my text message? Did you get my communication? Did you get my letter? Um, and then check it out. And, and the manager says, oh, yes, ma'am. Or, oh, yes, sir. I, I got it. I got it. It was such a good email. I even framed it. I put it in the office, hung it up. I, it, it was an awesome text message that I made sure to print it up and I shared it with everybody who's a part of the organization I wanted to make sure they knew it and guess what else I did? You, you won't believe this boss but, but I got, I got uh, some people to come alongside of me and we were studying the email we were studying all the words in the email. We, we, we know it by memory now. We, we got that first line down um, and you're looking at your business and saying well, well if you received the email if you've read the email If you actually memorized the email, then why is the business the way it is? Oh, you didn't do what the email said. Mm, I wonder when God sees us in judgment uh, where his word tells us what his expectations are for Christian living in righteousness. Will, it, will we come to him and say, well, we were in life group. We studied the word. We, we know the word. I, I hung it up. It was on my wall. I had, it, I had it on a bumper sticker. I even got a tattoo on it, Lord. I, I got your word. Uh, I, I, I see it. I, I respect it. I, I love it. And he's going to say, but did you do it? Hmm? This is the context in this letter that we're receiving from the Holy Spirit and he begins in this context to tell the believer that every person ought to be quick to hear. Now, now check it out, right? Uh, quick to hear, uh, slow to speak, um, and slow to anger are good, good um, attributes to, to put in your life, particularly in dealing in relationships. Um, I always warn you to not nudge anybody when we get rough right here. When I said, um, slow to anger, Fred, you can't be—don't don't do it, bro. I'm just trying to help you out, okay? Um, uh, but, but in the context of this text, James is actually speaking of the Word of God. Because if you are with us on last week, you understand that he said that it was through the Word of God, verse 18— He said, of God's own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth. That's the word of God, that we should be a kind of first fruit of his creation. So in context, the text is speaking about the word of God. And so he is saying to the believer that when it comes down to our behavior, our living, we should be living according to God's word, that we should be quick to hear God's word, the revelation that God has for us, that we might walk therein, that we should be quick not to turn a, a deaf ear to what God has to say. He said we should be quick to hear because if we fill ourselves with the word of God, we will have an informed response as opposed to a reaction. Oh, you know, there's a difference between uh, response and interaction. Reaction is off the cuff, reaction is in the moment. Reaction is that heated feeling that you get from the inside before you check the inf- information, before you ever check the evidence. Is that first reaction where you're changing colors. You know what it is, uh, your heart start palpitating because you're, you're there, you, you're about to be there. They're about to cross the last line. But when you're responding, that means you've already been informed before you make a move. You've already been informed. He said, be quick to hear, that you would listen intently. Proverbs, the 18th chapter, 13th verse, says, If one gives an answer before he hears, it is his folly and shame. He said to be quick to hear and uh, slow to speak. This is not the rate of speech This is your responsiveness in your speech. He says in Proverbs 17, 27, whoever restrains his words has knowledge and he who has a cool spirit is a man of understanding. I like that part right there. I'd I'd underline that in your Bible. Uh, Just maintaining a, a cool spirit. Because what the text is challenging us, just at the beginning, when you read in verse 20, where he says, For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God, that God expects us to live righteously. I'm not saying all of us, if you're not a believer yet in Christ and you're not indwelled by the Holy Spirit, which comes to you when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you don't have the spiritual ability. control your anger. But when you are a child of God, there's an expectation from God that we are going to be righteous uh, and not reactive. That as things happen in our lives, that we are going to hear enough of God's word that our response will be God's word. The Bible says that in your your words and your deeds, you do it as unto the Lord. Um, And God, when he has control over your life, also is Lord over your tongue. All right. I want to encourage you from the word of God to be righteous, not reactive. So then what practices produce the righteousness of God? That's the question that we raise. What, what practices then will, will help me live out the righteousness of God? Well, the first part, he says, uh, be slow to anger. But then, uh, not just that, he says, be slow to anger because the, God's ex- expectation is for us to act godly, that we act Christ-like, that we follow we follow Christ. We do those practices. Even though it doesn't feel good, um, you know spiritually it will be good for you. You you respond uh, in a godly way. I'm thinking about um, that, that story I, I like um, um, Jackie Chan and, and um, Jaden Smith, um, um, Karate Kid. And and, and there's a time I love it in this train. Any, any of you ever watched the Karate Kid? Did you? I'm not talking about the first one. I'm talking about the new one. Okay, all right. Uh, and and somebody's like, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. It's a good movie, man. I'm telling you, it's a good movie. Um, uh, but, but he's giving him the, these these things to do, particularly his mother had been telling him to to pick his jacket up, and, and Jackie Chan as his teacher is now giving young Jaden Smith instructions to hang his jacket up. And he, he hung his jacket up like a thousand times Just keep hanging his jacket up. And, and that young man got so frustrated he took his jacket and threw it on the ground. He said in his anger he said all I'm doing is learning how to put my jacket up. But in the movements of putting up his jacket what he didn't realize is that he, he was being taught a martial art. Come here. I'm just helping you understand something. That in the movement of you being obedient to God's word even when it's hard, even when it's tough, even when it doesn't feel like it, even when it's uncomfortable Even when it's uncomfortable, you just keep on doing it because what God is doing is training you in in godliness. Uh, He says for us to be slow to anger, because in order to act godly, we have to, like Psalm 37, 8, we have to refrain from anger and forsake wrath. In fact, the psalmist says, fret not yourself. It tends only to evil. Wow. I know it's getting rough here, right? But, but he goes a little further because he's not just referencing anger. He says, basically, if the behavior is not biblically endorsed, then you must eliminate it. I'm in the text. Uh, for he's, He goes on to says, therefore, put away filthiness. He uh, said that word there, filthiness, uh, in the ESV. He says, put away filthiness, And rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Check out the text. He says, if you're going to produce the righteousness that God expects and you live by the word, there's some stuff you got to put off, some stuff you have to put away. And he says, you put away. All filthiness, filthiness, this, this word here really in the Greek, if you really translate it, I mean, for word for word, it means um, too much earwax. Check out what he's saying. He's saying, because some of us, we have some things that are clogging our spiritual ears that make us unable to hear clearly what God has to say to us. And he says, what we must do is Take it out, whatever's clogging, whatever's blocking, take that out of the way so that you can hear the word of God. Check out what he says. He says, get rid of all filthiness and rampant wickedness. Anything that is not aligned with the word of God, with the will of God is wickedness. And we ought to get rid of it. He says, put it off like it's, like it's something that, that is garbage. He says, put it off, take it away from you in order for you to produce the will of God in your life. Mm. Clean your spiritual ears, All right. so you can hear God's word clearly. Make, make room, because check the text. He says, because when we make room, we're able to receive with, we, with, with meekness, the implanted word that is able to save your soul. Have you ever, uh, some of you right now, you can think about it. Um, you ever go into a restaurant and, and they have so much advertisements and so many things on the table that, that in order for you to, to really enjoy your meal, you got to get it out of the way. Push it to the corner because there's so much stuff on the table. It's just not, it's just not, not, not conducive to what you want to receive. Well, sometimes there's so many distractions. There are so many Dramas that we allow to come in our lives that clutter the table of our hearts. And what the Bible is saying, listen, you want to receive, accept this word to be implanted in your heart, but you got to make some room for it. Right. Sometimes it's good to stay off social media and, and 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 all those things that clog our hearts. So we can make room to receive the word of God. Because check out what he says. Because the implanted word of God is able to save your soul. This word soul is really life, better translated, your life, your your whole life, not just eternity, but even in the midst of living in your current reality. If you allow God's word to be planted deeply within your heart, it's going to develop some fruit and it's going to have, it's going to take root. It's going to be with you so that when something happens to you, you don't just react, fly off the handle, move your neck, clap your hands, snap your fingers. You know how some of y'all do that thing. No, no, no. You ought to respond in a godly manner. It's like, I'm trying to get you to see this. It's, it's like breathing. It's like breathing. It's, 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 uh, you breathe out what is unhealthy to you so that you can breathe in what's healthy for you. Oh, okay. Um, some, some of you you, you scientists. Um, you, when you breathe, you're breathing out CO2 because that's not good for you. And you're breathing in oxygen that gives you life. There's some stuff that we've been exposing ourselves to that has been toxic to us, that has been clouding, clouding our very lives. And the word of God says, it's time for us to, to put that away. Tell your neighbor, put that away. Oh, You can tell it to him like you know it. Tell, tell him, put that away. Yeah, we have to be responsible for one another. We have, to, we have to be responsible so we can receive the word of God. Okay, well, you don't want to say it. Then uh, let me say how Paul said it in Ephesians. Ephesians, the fourth chapter, 20th verse. He says, but that is not the way you learn Christ. Assuming that you've heard about him and were taught in him, the truth is in Jesus. To put off the old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt, through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your mind and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. What are you saying? Take in the word. Internalize it. Memorize it, but also live by it. That you do all you can to live by the word. Keep following me in the word of God. Because he then says in verse 22, but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently into the mirror with with his natural face. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no not a hearer and forgetting what he is doing, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. James pulls an illustration out. He says, listen, if you want to produce the righteousness of God, you, you can't just go in the mirror, the spiritual mirror, which is the word of God, look at it, and, and just glance, and then just walk away from it. And forget what you just saw. Uh, check out the text. He didn't say, you, you don't just read a verse and then say, okay, that's good. Uh, I, I'm going I'm to I'm leave with that verse uh, and not continue to read the text that is challenging us to live Christ-like. He said, no. You ought to be not only a hearer, but uh, it's in the Bible. A uh, what? This is an open book exam. It's right there. He says, you ought to be a doer and not only a hearer, but then he says, who intently looks into the Word of God. That means the Word is like, like a mirror, but, but it's the kind of mirror that you're looking into and you don't stop looking into it. That, that you, you read God's Word and you let God's Word read you. That when you, when you see, in, when your life is not lining up with what you read when it's the Word of God, you might like it, but if you're gonna align yourself with God, you gotta correct it. Uh, this is where it gets rough, right? Because, uh, I mean, I, I might like this outfit, and, and I do. And I'll be honest with you uh, this, this pink and gray tie, uh, I really do like. I, I like the tie. It feels good to me. But if, it's good, if it feels good to me, but it doesn't line up with scripture biblically, I got to put that thing off. And there's some things you got to put off. I mean, wearing a cream jacket and some brown shoes with a blue bandana handkerchief, that doesn't match trying to help you all understand some things. <laughs> so you're looking intently and, and you, 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 you're taking that off. All right. Because the more I look at the Word of God, the more I align with the Word of God so that when others see me, they see me living out the Word of God in my life. I hope you all get this. God wants us to grow spiritually. <laughs> Be a doer of the Word. Not only a, a hearer, I see some of y'all. Y'all are praying, Lord. What's wrong with our pastor? I ain't never saw him <laughs> dressed like that. Mm-hmm. But you got to recognize what doesn't match, and understand you have a responsibility to adjust, correct, and line up with Christ's likeness. And I want to help you do that. I want to help you do that with um, what what we call our spec questions. Uh, personal spec questions. When you are dealing with a behavior in your life or you're looking at how to respond to life and you're looking intently into the word of God which gives life, uh, you got to ask yourself some questions, some spec questions. Uh, Is there sin to be avoided? Is Is there a promise to be claimed? Is there an example to be followed? Is there a command to obey? And with every text you read, You ought to ask yourself those questions. So you're feeling in your spirit, in your mind, in your heart, uh, and positioning yourself to be obedient to the word of God. Because he wants us to respond obediently to his word. That's the text. John 14, 21 says, Jesus says, whoever has my commandment and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. And when we do this, when we align ourselves by looking intently in the word of God, not forgetting his perfect law, but applying it to our lives so we can live, uh, the text goes on to say, "says you're looking into li- the, the law of liberty and you persevere. Because let's be honest, there's some stuff you see in text and you're looking at it and you're like, mm, God, I don't know if I could do that. God, God that, that's, that's a little rough for me. I mean, I'm still working on that that turn to other cheek text. Uh, I'm, I'm still working on forgiving those who despitefully use me. I'm still, God, God, it's tough. But look what he says, if you persevere, which means if you apply it and you keep applying it and you keep applying it, he says, you will be blessed by God. I hope you get this because we want to be blessed by God, but in order to be blessed by him, you got to abide in his word. That's what Jesus said. Jesus said that in John 15 and 7, if you abide in me and my word abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Uh, That's the blessing right there, that that if I'm living by the word, growing in the word, applying the word to my life, oh, I'm sorry, um, the only way you could really do this is that you read the word. Yeah, yeah. You got to read the word. Let it be a part of your daily walk, your daily life. Then your devotion will be demonstrated. Your devotion to God will be, will be demonstrated in, in what you do. I'm closing now. Uh, demonstrated um, that, that, that your, your religion will be practical and not superficial. Now, when I say your religion, I'm not talking about your denomination or affiliation. I'm talking about your devotion to God. That when you apply God's word to your life, your devotion to God will be Practical. Okay, um, you know, sometimes what happens when I'm preparing for a message uh, and, a, and I meditate on a thing, uh, God's Word preaches to me before I'm able to preach it to you. Um, and here I was. Um, you know, how many of you are drivers? I know all of you don't drive, but how many of are drivers? I got, I got had drivers. you you, you handle the roadway well. Well, I, The message preached to me first, right? Because um, um, my, my daughter was sitting next to me, and, and I'm trying to spend as much time with her right now because she's a senior, um, and, and I'm just feeling the sort of way because you know, she's a senior, and I got a few more, few more months. Uh, but but, but she, she's sitting next to me, right? And, and, and my Bible, this Bible, was, was in the center council. Uh, it's on the center council as I was driving. And guess what, Fred? Here I am trying to get to worship on time to be here for our 8 o'clock chapel service, and somebody cut me off. Now, when they cut me off, I know I gotta, I'm preaching this text about don't be angry, he's sort of anger, but some stuff in me it tried it tried. It, it it was trying to don't look at me like I'm the only one up in here. It was trying to come up out of me. But right when I did that, I was turning to avoid our collision. The Bible slid off the center council, landed in her lap, said, Ooh, daddy, the Bible just fell in my lap. I said, Girl, I'm gonna hold on to that thing. Because when you at the word of God, no matter what comes your way, when the Bible is with you, you can respond in a way that glorifies. God. That's what he says. That's how he he finishes it. Uh, Our our text, uh, we're going to end on this point where verse 24, he says, if anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, bridle, that thing that controls a horse and tells the horse where to go. Well, if the word of God is not bridling your tongue, check out what he says. He says, If you do not bridle your tongue, you deceive your own heart. And your religion, the stuff you claim, your your tag, Christian, is what? It's right there in text. It's worthless. He says, uh, no, what we ought to do is that we ought to have a religion that is Pure. It's right there. He says, a religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, that you visit the orphan and the widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. Check out what he says. He says, uh, your true religion is not just in lip service, it's in life service. And this life service says that the spirit of Christ controls my conversation. Which means that if my conversation isn't building you up, then I should shut up. I like that right there. Um, if my conversation is not building, then I, I need to shut that thing down and hold it in until the Holy Spirit gets a hold of me and change goes wrong with me. Uh, he says, yeah, you bridle that thing. And then he says, um, oh, and you, you become responsive to the vulnerable. He says the orphans and the widows. It's not exclusive, this is the example. He says, if you want to really demonstrate a relationship with God, then you're responsive to those around you who may be going through some things. You remember, they asked Jesus, you know, what's the greatest commandment? And he said, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself. We can't live our lives just ignoring the hurts of humanity. And, and we leave here on Sunday, and act like we are challenged by God's word to leave better, to live better, to do better. So we go to money the same way No, I'm so grateful that for the ministries of our church. I really am. I, I saw the benefit of this when this week, I, earlier this week, I was doing hospital visits. I was there in the Woodlands and I was, um, once I left Memorial Woodlands and Methodist there, I went to Memorial Herman, and uh, went to Memorial Herman and there's a young man, a young man named Gabriel. He's at Memorial Herman Had to undergo several procedures, and we had been praying for him. And something had happened before I got there. I want you to see it. Um, there he is. That's Gabriel in the hospital bed. But if you, if you look there, holding his hands are students from our student ministry. Uh, now They're the our client campus. Now, I don't want you to catch this. Because on Sunday, since Gabriel couldn't make it, To church, they brought church to him. And God has the same expectation of you and I, that when we go back to our homes and go back to our jobs and go back to our schools, that that we are bringing our Christ-likeness with us, that others might be able to see the Christ in us. I'm not just just asking, what's what's standing in, in the way of that? Because whatever it is, he says, you ought to put that thing off. <laughs> because your relationship with Christ is really revealed in how you respond with your mouth. I should add with your fingers too. <laughs> and your thumbs. And your enter buttons. With that keyboard courage when you put stuff out there because you your name not behind it. But Christ says you are mine. You are to, you are to live under, the, under my lordship so that your words, your deeds, your actions will reflect your life with Christ. That you will live biblically because we know God more personally when we practice God's word daily. Every day applying his word to my life adjusting what doesn't match up with his word so that i can truly live the blessed life do you want that kind of life to the bow your heads all over the building because we have to do some work some of us i'm talking to all the believers now some of us we know that there's some areas of our lives that we we have not we have not lined up with the scripture, that there are some areas, there's are some unforgiveness, there may be some bitterness, there's some anger that, that we, we need to repent of right now. There may be some, some unjust criticism, whatever it is, we, we need to repent of that. The times where we, we said we had faith but we really didn't express faith, we, we need to repent of that. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And to those of us who, you know that you are, you're far from God, you're, you're trying to get there, but you really haven't accepted Christ as your, your Savior. And so you're trying these efforts, but these efforts are failing because you don't have the presence, the Spirit of Christ living within you. But today you can. you can. Just got to say yes. And I want to pray for you that you, you say Yes. With all heads bowed and eyes closed, if, if this is your day and you hear the Spirit of God telling you, you need to get closer to me, you need to accept Christ for real, for real, then would you just lift up your hand? With all heads bowed, all eyes closed, if, if that's you, if you want to say yes, transition your life to a new life in Christ, would you just lift up your hands? Just lift up your hands and we will be praying for you. We're praying for you right now that you make that decision. And Father we come before you in the name of Jesus because even though your word is hard we know your word is true and we, we believe your word and we want to grow more in your word that our lives might, might match up to your word that our lives might demonstrate that we love you because we're, we're following your commandments we're living for you and you're living through us may we all say yes to you, it's my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us online. We hope today's experience encouraged and challenged you. At Champion Forest, we are passionate about all kinds of people coming to know God, to grow in their relationship with Him and others, and then to go out and make a difference in the world. We would love the opportunity to talk and pray with you. To connect with us, just go to championforest.org/connect. And hey. Of course, we can't wait to welcome you on campus, in person, on one of our locations. We'll see you soon.